0: So yeah, here we go. We've, we've about 20 minutes left, and that's okay, um, because we've, we've weeks ahead to be able to unpack this series. Where we got to two weeks or three weeks ago, we've had obviously had a break with Vision Sunday. We've had a break with Celebrate Craig Avon, but we've been in, in this parable in Mark chapter 4. I've been reading, obviously, we're going to be referencing it from some of the other Gospels as well. But in Mark chapter 4, specifically with the parable of sword, we're going to be staying on this through till Easter. And the reason why we recognize that this is a significant one is because in Mark 4 verse 13, Jesus says these words, then Jesus said to them, to his disciples, he says, don't you understand this parable? How then will you understand any parable? Something so significant about the words that we read in this one that Jesus is saying, you got to get this one. The other ones are important too, but if you, it's really crucial for us as followers of Jesus. There's something massive in this parable for us to grasp, and that's why we want to stay on it. And so the last time I was here, we focused mainly on the seeds. We finished by looking at this saying, you know, that God doesn't give us fruit. God produces fruit, but what God gives into our life is our seeds. He desires to plant seeds in our lives. We, we said the key words of this as well as we took a, an oversight of Scripture and an overview of Scripture looking about the gospel narrative about what the seed actually represented. And ultimately, we boiled it down and we said the seed represented Jesus. He was the one that was prophesied as the seed, the Messiah that would come. And Jesus' kingdom, what it desires to do in our life. And this is the truth that we just said over everything. While the parable obviously had different results, we said this, there was nothing wrong with the seed. The seed that we see in the life of Jesus had the power to change and to transform lives. Everything that we see wrong in our lives, everything that we see broken and deformed in culture as a whole can be healed and restored by the power of Jesus and his kingdom by the seed that's at work. This is the good news that we proclaim and declare. This is the hope that we see in the name of Jesus. Everything that seems hopeless, there is hope. To everything that results in hurt and brokenness in our lives, there's a healer. His name is Jesus. This is why we recognize the significance of his kingdom in our life. He is the seed in the story of the Bible. He's the seed in this parable. He's the one that he desires to come and to bring fullness of life. This passage, which I read over and over and over again, John 10, 10, this is what Jesus says again. Thief's purpose, the devil's purpose for your life only is one thing, to steal, kill, and to destroy. But Jesus says, I've come that you might have life in the fullest way possible. This is why I, if I'm being honest, I get excited when when I'm sitting at the front and I know some of the things that I've prepared and I've written down. And I hear the worship leaders leading songs and some of the things they've said, and even some of the stuff that's works has said this morning, and I'm like, ah, that's what I was thinking too. <laughs> and there's a lot of those times when I, I have a sense that actually the Spirit today just wants to reinforce some things clearly to us, and this question that Warwick was simply asking, is there more to life than this? If Jesus' plan and purpose for us was life in the fullest way possible, then it's so important, it's of paramount importance for us to ask, is there more <laughs> If Jesus is saying he wants us to experience it in the fullest way, then we need to ask, is there more? The thing that I want to bring out, though, particularly today, I'm going to maybe take just about five minutes to go through just parts of what the soil speaks about to us, give an overview of where we're going to go for the next few weeks, and then try and land a couple of points. But what what I've recognized, even in reading this parable, I've read it so, so many times over my life, and perhaps you have as well. And if I'm being honest... I I recognize that I have read it through a wrong lens or a wrong filter a lot of the time. For me, my, as I've read it time and time again, I've often just read it through one thing only. It was like I read it in terms of understanding of how you, how you can be saved. That's simply how I've read it. And let me say this, the parable does reference some of that. The parable is speaking into that, but yet it's not the only thing that this parable is speaking about to us. Jesus has not come and said that my purpose is simply, the reason why I've come is only so that people could pray a prayer at one time and then forget or neglect everything else to do about it. Jesus says, my purpose is that again, that you would experience life in the fullest way possible. This is not just about simply how we can be saved, but how we can step into the saving life and fullness of life. That Jesus has for us. That being said, and this is if we've time at the end, we will get to. It. We want to pray and believe. We've prayed already for Alpha, but we want to believe in the significance. What we need to do. You need to hear this this morning. If you've never had a beginning point with Jesus, that is ultimately the foundation of it all. This is the reason why we've been joining as a church in the mornings to pray for people to come to a saving understanding of Jesus. This is the crucial part that Paul even said to the church in Corinth. He says, God made him, Jesus, who knew no sin to be sin, that in him we might become the righteousness of God. This is the beautiful part of what salvation is about. This is what we are praying for, that through Alpha there could come a moment and I hope for you in your life, there's come a moment when you have recognized your need of a Savior. You see, if I, this is what this verse is saying. If you imagine my brown shirt as being the sin that we are all born with, this is what happens in that moment of salvation is that God made him who knew no sin, Jesus came and paid the price for this, not for my shirt our sin jesus came and paid the price for it this is what jesus takes from us in the moment when we acknowledge our state before a holy god and god we say we repent of our sin we acknowledge our sin would you take away our sin jesus comes and takes it away and this is what he's paid for on the cross And yet the prophet Isaiah speaking about the Messiah who would come in Isaiah 61 says he has dressed us in garments of salvation. He has wrapped us in robes of righteousness. The writer Paul says here to the church in Corinth as we are now hidden in him. This is the beautiful part of it. Our sin is taken away. And yet now we are dressed, wrapped in his righteousness. That's Only, that's the only thing that allows us to stand before a holy God, not because of anything we have done, Paul says to the church in Ephesus, that we could boast about it, but because we're dressed in his righteousness. Guys, that's what we are praying through Alpha. That's what we're praying throughout, that people would come to a point in an understanding and recognizing we need to engage with the Savior, the one who could pay the price for our sin. that's what our hope is for you in your life. And yet, Jesus had a desire even beyond that. (laughs) that in the moment that we would step into relationship and be able to come and to engage with the holy God day and daily, that through being in his presence and engaging with his kingdom, we would be changed and transformed in our lives and that we would step fully into the life that he has for us. So back to work's question, is there more to life than this? In the life of a believer, is there more to life than this? And this is where we get to while I began looking at the seed The parable where we're mainly going to be focusing on, we're looking at the soil. The soil mainly just speaks about the condition of the heart. The heart is crucial. The writer of the book of Proverbs simply says this above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. Everything that God desires to happen in your life, everything flows from here. The Bible says out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. Everything that we do flows out of this place of being, and this is where this passage is why we want to stay on it. We want to be asking the question, what is the condition of your heart? What is the condition of the soil that God—because, you see, this is the the other really important part for us to grasp, and I guess this is where my mind was going to throughout the week. God, the seed that He has and He wants to deposit in your life wasn't just for that beginning moment when you accepted Him and you became a Christian— God has seed for you in every season of life. God has seeds for you at different moments that he wants to seed and to deposit in your life. And yet what we want to be asking ourselves is what is the condition of our heart at this moment in time to be able to step into and to live out the seed that he wants to deposit? Here's really briefly the four different types of soil that Jesus references in this parable. The path, rocky places, thorns, and good soil. Let me just take a couple of minutes just to unpack these. In the path, listen to what Jesus says in verse 3. If you have a Bible with you, Mark chapter 4 is where we're at today. But in verse 3, he says this, Listen, a farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path, and the birds came and ate it up. The disciples weren't really getting an understanding of what Jesus was saying, so Jesus goes, Okay, let me explain it a wee bit further. In verse 15, this is what he says about the path as well. Some people are like seed along the path where the word is sown. As soon as they hear it, Satan comes and takes away the word that was sown in them. What Jesus is referencing from the path, it's it's a heart. and the condition of the heart, it's a heart that's almost become hardened to the things of God. It's missed out on the things of God. I almost see it as well as people who feel confident in themselves, like they don't need God in their life. Their hearts have become hardened in this way, and yet, again, this isn't just about what was the condition of your heart to allow you to step into that relationship, but again, even in our lives as believers, is there a hardness that sometimes has crept into your heart? Is there a hardness that causes you to not be receptive or sensitive to what God's trying to do in your life at this moment? Is there a hardness that started to develop once again, the next type of soil that Jesus references in the parable are the rocky places. In verse 5, we read this He says, Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow, but when the sun came up, the plants were scorched and they withered because they had no root. Goes on again to explain a little bit further to the disciples. She says again about this, Others, like seed sown in rocky places, hear the word and at once receive it with joy. But since they have no root, they last only a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. I almost see this, and I recognize this can creep into our lives, where sometimes there's just, with regard to some of the things that God's did. Desiring to grow in our lives, there can just be a shallowness in our hearts. We haven't allowed things to really take root and to take hold for those roots to grow down, for us really to grow into the things that the Lord has for us. There's a shallowness that, that can sometimes develop, and this is where we'd see people who maybe perhaps step into it with enthusiasm, but there's just no endurance. People who they accept it initially with an, a sense of excitement, <laughs> but there's just no perseverance. Listen, that again isn't just for the beginning. right? So this is about when people have prayed the prayer and they've done it with enthousi- enthusiasm and excitement. But again, with what God's desiring to do in your life at the moment, with what God and the fresh things that he's desiring to do in this season, sometimes we can step into it with a, yes, Lord, we'll do that with, for you with an excitement and an enthusiasm. But we just don't endure. We don't persevere in the things that the Lord has for us to step into the fullness that he has for us. The third type of grind again are the thorns. Thorns are simply this. Jesus says, other seed fell among thorns, which grew up and choked the plants so that they did not bear grain. Verse 18, it says, still others like seed sown among thorns hear the word, but the worries of this life. Man, listen to these words, the worries of this life The deceitfulness of wealth, the desires for other things come in and choke the word. It's modern life, modern culture. The things that people will tell you are really, really, really important that you fill your life with. These are the things that dampen or quench the work and the voice of the Lord in your life. (laughs) These are the things that mean that what God is trying to seed and to deposit in your life in this season We're not receptive to it we're not engaging with it because our hearts are given to other things guys this is what we simply call an idol (laughs) timothy keller says this what is an idol it is anything more important to you than god anything that absorbs your heart and imagination more than god anything you seek to give you what only god can give is what jesus calls the thorns and then finally Really briefly, he simply says this, but there is, there's a chance of good soil. And in this place where there's good soil is the seed and the deposit that God brings. Jesus says, this is the result. He says, still other seeds fell in good soil, came, or came and grew up and produced a crop, some multiplying 30, some 60, some 100 times. Again, in verse 20, he says this, others like seeds sown in good soil, hear the word, accept it and produce a crop, some 30, some 60 some a hundred times, what was soon. and and this these these soil types are really what we're going to be taking the next six weeks to really try and explore. For the last two or three weeks in the run-up days, we want to look at well, what is some of the result? What's some of the fruit we can experience and expect in these moments? But I guess why I want to set the overtone for this. And again, what I alluded to earlier, and this is what I want us to try and pick up this morning, the reality for us. Each type of soil can be present in any season. Each type of soil can be present in any season of your life. This is not just a one-time synopsis about what was it at the beginning. It's what is happening right now. What is the condition of your heart right now? I want to leave a bit of space at the end for us to pray and ask, Lord God, search my heart. What is the condition of my heart right now? Because based on the condition that this is what ultimately can result in whether I step into what you have or I miss it in this season. What is the condition of your heart right now? Remember what Jesus was passionate about was for us to experience fullness, fullness of life. What is the condition of our hearts This verse in Genesis, as long as the earth endures, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night will never cease. And I know that this is meaning in the, in the physical, but we need to grasp this in the spiritual. Seed time and harvest will never cease. God constantly wants to seed, and He wants to harvest fruit, and He constantly wants to seed. And he wants to harvest more fruit. He's not satisfied just to stop there. So again, he wants to seed. And he wants to harvest more fruit. He's a good father. He wants good things. So he wants to deposit more seed. And then he wants to harvest more fruit. This is his desire for us and our lives. It's not just a one-time snapshot again to say, what was it at the beginning that allowed you to potentially get saved or not? We hope that you're in that saving relationship with Jesus. But again, as we go on, God has more seed. And he wants to harvest more food. What a good father. What a good father who loves us and desires that for us. And yet this is why, as I would just flick through this, this is why I feel we just need to pay attention to what is the condition of our heart. Because even when it comes to things like uh, the hardness, Jesus says, this is the Matthew reference. About the hardness of our hearts, for the hearts of these people are hardened and their ears cannot hear and they close their eyes so they cannot see and their ears cannot hear, their hearts cannot understand. Guys, sometimes the hardness that can creep in means we miss out. And can I just say really simply, hands up if you like gardening. Jerry loves gardening. I know you don't, don't I? Loads of Jerry's words and pictures she brings to us and the elders come from her experience in the garden. And... Um, And yet we know this so naturally, and again, things aren't just in the natural, even in the spiritual, let's try and apply this to our lives, but even in the natural when it comes to things like weeds, you don't weed a border and tick the box and say, my border's never going to be bothered with weeds ever again. And every season, at every moment, new weeds will come. Weeds can come from different sources, can come from different places. It's not just the same weed that sprouts up. Some weeds can be dispersed by wind. Some can come from animals, from the most unlikely of places. Seeds can come and be, or weeds can come and be present in your borders. Weeds aren't just something you deal with at one time in your life. So it's a question asking, God, are there any weeds in my heart at the minute? Even when it comes to things like rocks. Let me geek out on you a bit with science here with this, right? So stay with me. But even when it comes to rocks, like some people will, again, Jerry, I don't know whether you do this, but I'm just rubbish at gardening, so this is not me. But some people love like to do the work and they dig up the rocks and the stones and they maybe they've put on some compass, and they've got some lovely, really good soil conditions there to be able to plant that. I don't know whether you do this and the, to being able to plant in this way. And sometimes like they'll they'll have all of these sitting at the side and it's almost like their trophy. Like this is the hard work that they've done. And the next year, when they go to plant, or the next season, they go to plant new plants, they're thinking in their head, can't wait to plant more plants in my really, really good soil. Do you remember the stones that I took out there? They're sitting against that fence. And they put the trowel or the spade in, and they hears a clank. <laughs> and there's another stone. You see what can happen? Let me say this. This is what happens in the natural, and it can happen in the spiritual stones and soil grind, they, they conduct heat at different times. And what happens is in moments of coldness, particularly when things are frozen, the grind freezes much quicker, loses heat much quicker than the rocks. And what happens is that as the grind and as the soil gets frozen, it starts to get hard and compact. And what happens as it freezes and hardens and solidifies more, it pushes the stone up and as it does this over and over again, as it pushes us, so suddenly new stones start to appear in the soil. Stones that were deep down, and in moments of coldness, listen to this, in moments of coldness, as our hearts go cold, and new stones start to come to the surface, we have to deal with it, we have to cultivate it, we have to tend to the condition of our own soil. Let me let me share, can I share just one story just for a few minutes, and then I want us just to pray, because... This one was, uh, I, I was away at the weekend. I was away at the weekend um, from Thursday through to late last night. 24 7 conference was great, being over in England and just sharing some times. And I wanted to get some stuff done for today. I have l- had a lot more I wanted to share today, but it's okay. We've loads of weeks to get into it all. I'd i wanted to get some time so on the friday afternoon while there were seminars that were on i thought i'm going to go back to the hotel and i'm going to get ready to be able to share today and the the network of like there's underpasses and all these sort of things and i kind of got lost and i, I walked along a road and i saw the path that i needed to get to but it was down a steep a steep embankment <laughs> a steep grass embankment really high hill steep embankment and I could have walked around, and I could have eventually got to it, and I thought, it's just right down there, <laughs> so I'm gonna go for it. And so I started to walk. And as, as I began to walk, I took a step, and it was fine. And I took a second step, and my legs flew up in the air. <laughs> and I, you would have loved to have seen that, Tony. My, my, legs, my legs flew up in the air, and I landed on my backside. And while that in itself was bad, what resulted straight after that was that i began to roll (laughs) (laughs) and i rolled the whole way down this really 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 high (laughs) stephen backman and thankfully the only thing that was that was hurt was my pride so i quickly jumped up you know and pretended i I meant to do that you know to roll down and when i looked down i was completely covered like i was like i'd flown over an easy jet with a single school bag and so these were all the clothes that I kind of had, right? And we had stuff to go to that night, and I'm like, what on earth am I going to do? So I went back to the hotel, and uh, I wiped, down, I washed down my coat. Uh, I, haven't, mum, I haven't told my mum and dad this, so mum's finding it for the first time. Um, I, I washed down my coat, and then, mommy be proud of this, I took my jeans off, and I got a bar of soap, and I washed them in the sink, and I, as best I could, and I hung them over a radiator. Because in my head, I'm thinking, I need to get cleaned up, because the last thing I can do tonight is go out back to the meeting and everyone see me covered in muck, you're gonna look like a fool. That was the thought that went through my head. And so I got everything all cleaned. I went out, we set, having something to eat. I was telling everyone about what was happening. It's like, ha, 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 I, I, what a fool I am. And Chris actually pointed out to me, th- these were the jeans, by the way, going back late last night. Th- these were the jeans. I didn't do a bad job washing them, it sure didn't, with the bar soap. Well, the, the knees already were ripped. The knees already were ripped, um, just a really old old pair of jeans, so the knees were already ripped. And as I was sitting down talking to Chris, Chris said, Dave, look at your knee, and my knee was completely brown. (laughs) I had washed everything on the outside, dealt with it, and my knee was just covered in muck, (laughs) all still the signs of it. And it's one of those ones, let me just, the reason why I want to tell this story is because this is what I think is really important for us to do, see in every season of life, the question more than anything we need to be asking is, God, what are you teaching me? Through even the simple circumstances of what God is leading us through, it's important for us as his disciples to ask, God, what are you teaching me? I was asking this, God, I was on the way to prepare for speaking today. Father, I know you haven't purposed this. You didn't mean it. That was me being silly and trying to walk down with shoes that have no grip and walking down a slope. But God, what are you trying to teach me? And this is what I just felt And for us as a church significance of guarding how you walk and preparing for how you walk i my shoes i wear these every day they have absolutely no grip on it and i don't know why for one reason i thought i could walk down a really slippery slope in this but you know preparing and here's what i feel the lord saying guard how you walk guard how you walk measure every step that you take And the second thing, just really briefly, is that you need to guard against slippery slopes. There's certain things in your life, and this is where I feel, there's a danger for some of us in church that we are stepping close to certain things and we think it's just okay. And we don't recognize that the very next step, that it's not just that we even just slip under our backside a little, but we end up rolling the whole way down a slippery slope that we didn't mean to go on. And you need to guard your walk, you need to guard your steps. And the other thing i just felt even around just the energy of my knee i feel that there's some of us that are just more concerned about what it looks like in the word appearance to everyone here in church and we're not tending to what's going on deep inside we're not tending to the condition of your own heart guys can i just say that if this is all just a superficial act that we do together it is for absolutely nothing jesus desire for you and for me his fullness of life his desire to lead us as His people in the fullness of life, and so all I simply want to do, we're we're gonna f- we're just leave things for now. Is that okay? We're going to sing a song, but we're going to leave it, and I just want you to stand with me. Could you? We're going to be exploring this over the coming weeks, but I want you to take one minute. And I want you truthfully to allow the Lord to tell you and for you to truthfully ask before the Lord, God, what does my heart look like at the moment? God, this piece of soil, this ground that you as my Father are constantly trying to seed new things into, God, what is it like at the moment? Is it like a hard, it's just gone hard, a hard path? Is it like the, the rocky places? Just, there's a sense of shallowness you just feel a lot of the time. The curse of this world, the thorns, is there stuff that's just present in your life at the moment that is just suffocating you? Maybe it is good. It's going to leave space for 30 seconds. It's between you and the Lord, between you and your Father. And then let me pray for us just as we go. Allow the Lord to speak to you. Father, I thank you for your goodness for us, for the good, good, good plans that you have for us as your sons and your daughters. And yeah, Father, I pray, Lord, that as we explore more deeply, God, each of these different areas that you're speaking of, God, in these coming weeks, God, I just pray, Lord, even the repeat over us, God, the word of the psalmist, would you search us, O oh God? Would you know our hearts? God, would you point out god within us god anything god that is just offensive to you god and against your ways God, that anything god that it's just creating god just conditions in our hearts that just will not allow your fruit to be grown and god i just pray lord within it lord you would just give us boldness god to tend to the condition of our own hearts we invite you holy spirit thank you that you are our helper we ask you to come and to just work within us do a deep work within our lives and god i just pray lord that over us god that in this season God, individually and collectively, I just pray, Lord, for fruit. God, Lord, fruit to be produced in our lives, fruit of your kingdom to be produced. God, we pray over Alpha again tonight as it commences. Jesus, thank you that you are the one that is the cornerstone of our lives. Thank you that there is salvation under no other name, God, under heaven other than yours, King Jesus. And we just pray that tonight, as people even step into Alpha, and God, in the coming weeks, God, that people would just come to that saving, understanding, Jesus, in reality, just of their need for you in their life. But God, I prayed over us all. God, open our eyes to just see our need for you, Jesus, daily in our lives, to just desire for you, Jesus, and to hunger for you, Jesus, in our lives. God, just an appetite and a want for you and your kingdom's ways, God, in our life being produced. And so we just pray, come and move, Holy Spirit. Lead us, God, in these weeks ahead. And just this day, God, we just give ourselves completely to you. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. God bless you the rest of today. And uh, let's be praying for Alpha tonight. Bring people with you tonight if you're coming. And we'll see you later.